welcome to the Early Roots Podcast. This episode is all about treating retained primitive reflexes. Now, if you have never heard about primitive reflexes, you should definitely listen to my first episode. It explains in details what they are and how they impact development and contribute to developmental problems like ADHD, dyslexia, and sensory processing. Um, The extremely short version is that babies are born with a set of reflexes that help them to survive and develop during their first year or so after birth. And then these reflexes should disappear and they're eventually replaced with more mature adult reflexes. And there are a lot of things that can happen during pregnancy, during birth, and during the early infancy period that prevent these reflexes from disappearing and negatively impact how a lot of different brain and body systems develop. And I'm really, really excited that people are becoming more and more aware of primitive reflexes and how they impact development. A decade ago, when I was in college, the information readily available on Google was minuscule, and there were very few professionals that had ever heard the term before. And it's been really exciting to watch this topic kind of slowly start to creep into more mainstream conversations. I feel like we are really on the forefront of a totally new understanding of how the brain and body work and the root cause of a lot of developmental problems like ADHD and dyslexia. And while I'm really excited that this topic is something that more and more people are talking about, I am concerned with some of the information that has popped up with regards to treating reflexes. I have seen a lot of blog posts and YouTube videos giving parents exercises to try with their kids that claim to fix retained primitive reflexes, and usually they start with a pretty good explanation about what primitive reflexes are about how they impact development, and about some common symptoms and things that you see when kids have those reflexes. And then they'll give one or two kind of simple exercises to do that will get rid of the reflex and cure all the symptoms. And these oversimplified treatments really completely miss the point. They show a total misunderstanding of primitive reflexes and of how the brain develops. So Primitive reflexes don't cause a bunch of symptoms. They are simply reliable signposts that tell us that the nervous system is stuck in an immature state of development. You don't really need the reflexes to disappear. What you need is for the brain and all of the connecting body systems to work together in a mature and effective way. And here is kind of an extreme example to explain this. I read a book semi-recently that gave parents some oversimplified advice on treating primitive reflexes. This book talked about the Moro reflex, which is the infant version of our fight-or-flight response, and it took parents through how to test for this reflex, so how to startle kids in an effective way so that you can see their actual reflexive response. And then they recommended continuing to startle their child over and over and over again, starting with 10 times in an hour, and then retest and check again to see if they still show that moral reflex. And then if they do, the recommendation was to continue startling their child over and over and over again until they stopped responding. Now, hopefully if you're a parent or professional and you hear this advice, it sounds completely insane to you. 
The theory behind this so-called treatment protocol is to desensitize the body so that you no longer see the reflex. And that comes from a complete misunderstanding of brain development. The problem is not that the moro exists. The problem is that the entire fight-or-flight system is functioning immaturely. You can't treat this by startling a child over and over again. This idea is ineffective at best and most likely going to make the problem way, way worse. Effective treatment is going to require a therapist that looks at all of the different brain and body systems at play and takes a child back through the different stages that they missed early in their development. And this process is slow, it's gentle, and it's very much individualized to each child. So if you're a parent researching primitive reflexes, please be very wary of any advice or treatment plans that are kind of a one-size-fits-all. And be very, very careful experimenting with any exercises that claim to fix primitive reflexes, especially ones that treat the moro. You have to be very slow and gentle when working on the moro reflex and the body's fight-or-flight response. It's really easy to overdo it and reinforce this response and overstimulate kids. For example, there is an exercise called the starfish exercise that I've seen circulating online a lot. And there are a lot of people claiming that it's a great exercise for treating the moro reflex. Uh, I mean, it isn't. Well, let me clarify. I use a very specific version of the starfish exercise for kids who are very emotionally stable when we need to clean up the moro reflex and are starting to move on to more advanced things. Now, if you haven't heard of this exercise, then great. You're not missing out on anything. And if you have a child with a strong stress response, a lot of anxiety, fears, or emotional struggles, and you start them on something like the starfish exercise, you will at best not make progress, and you risk making things much worse. Effective treatment plans are going to be slow and gentle and usually start with something much, much easier and lower level than the starfish exercise that's out there. Now, there are several different programs or methods that therapists use to treat primitive reflexes. I went to the Institute of Neurophysiological Psychology, um, also called INPP, and I always recommend their graduate program above any others. This school has the highest education standards, and they're also a research institute, so they're actually conducting lots of research on primitive reflexes as well as doing the training. And as far as I know, they're the only school that offers a licentiate postgraduate degree rather than just a certification. Now, this is obviously where I got my graduate degree, so I'm sure I'm biased, There are some other options out there, but I haven't found anything that's as comprehensive as the INPP program. But full disclosure, I haven't completed any of the other training programs. I have read a lot of different books on primitive reflexes from people who utilize different methods. Um, I'm not an expert on those techniques, but I have um, incorporated some different methods and modalities into my practice for some special cases and have found some helpful things from other people. I am sure that there are other therapists out there who have different training who also do an amazing job and I fully believe that there is more than one way to skin a cat. 
But what I really appreciate about the training that I got from INPP was kind of the framework or mindset that they teach about how to address developmental problems. And there are several kind of rules or guidelines that I always use no matter what type of therapy I'm doing with a child or what type of additional services we're incorporating from other professionals. So if you're a parent or a professional who's looking for a good therapist to work on primitive reflexes, there are a few things to ask. And in my opinion, these are the things that are most important when it comes to treating reflexes effectively. First, your therapist should work developmentally, meaning they work on things in the same order that they would naturally mature if development was happening normally. So they start with the earliest reflexes and earliest body systems and work their way up. So for example, if a child has a Moro reflex and an ATNR reflex, we would always start working on the Moro reflex first. In normal development, the Moro reflex disappears first, and then the ATNR disappears after. Working in this natural order allows the brain to take off and develop the way that it should. It also shows a good understanding of all of the different connections that are happening and a respect for the body's natural intelligence. The goal should be to unstick kids and allow their brain to develop the way that it was supposed to not to individually strengthen every different system. In my experience, working out of order is a lot less effective and it can also cause children to get overstimulated. Second, your therapist should work on more than just primitive reflexes. They should be looking at things like the vestibular, visual, and proprioceptive systems as well. These systems are all connected and work together, and if you want to effectively treat primitive reflexes, you need to understand how they integrate with the body. Third, and most importantly, your therapist should work slowly and adjust the program based on your individual child. They should make adjustments regularly based on how they're responding, and no two children should go through this process in the exact same way. Lastly, primitive reflexes take a long time to integrate. It takes a minimum of nine months, and on average, I work with kids for about two years. Anyone who tells you it can be done in two to three months doesn't know what they're talking about. These reflexes take a long time to integrate when they happen naturally. When you're going back and recapturing lost development, it takes a long time too. And if you're doing things correctly, there are a lot of different brain and body systems that are maturing and changing during this process. This doesn't happen overnight. So please, if you're a parent or professional, be a little wary of any primitive reflex exercises you find online. If you have a child who you suspect has a strong moro, then please be very careful experimenting with any exercises that claim to target that reflex. And for heaven's sake, please do not startle your child 10 times in an hour and expect them not to freak out. The longer I'm in practice, the more and more kids I'm seeing with really strong moros and big problems with their stress response. Most of these kids need really slow, gentle work to make progress. Honestly, in a lot of cases, less is more. Sometimes we just start off with a minute or two a day and build up from there. Even changing something like doing 30 seconds of an exercise instead of 60 seconds can be the difference between a child who is agitated, over-emotional, and overstimulated, and one who settles down and makes huge emotional leaps. 
it may sound ridiculous that something so small can make such a big difference, but I have a ton of parents out there who can attest to this. Slow, steady, and gentle are really important factors when you're working on the stress response. If you're concerned about your child, then please reach out to me. I have a list of several really amazing therapists in the U.S. who I know will take great care of your child. I also work with families remotely and have had really great success adapting this program to work with families in other states and even in other countries. Regardless of whether we're working in person or remotely, most of this program is done with parents at home. I was very resistant to working with families remotely at first, but the combination of COVID and the lack of options for families in certain areas kind of forced me to adapt, and honestly, it's gone really well. Um, If this is something you're interested in, you can visit my website to learn more. I will link it in the description. I will also link the INPP website if you're interested in this professionally. As always, thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned something helpful.